Good day, women. Just wanted to say hello and welcome to another episode of Unabashed You, where we as women talk about stuff. You are in for a treat in this episode with Jacqueline. She is a young woman with many gifts and talents. She is inquisitive, engaging, and she intrigues me to no end. As you will hear, she finds herself at a milestone age and at a crossroads in her life, unsure of which direction to go and what the future might hold. Well, welcome, Jacqueline. It's so wonderful to have you on the show. I am thrilled and excited. I have been looking forward to this interview for so long. Since we are still in isolated home mode, we're recording these episodes remotely. So eventually Mm -hmm. we'll have people back uh, in the studio for face-to-face conversations. I want to introduce you by saying that I've known you your entire life. And I think that's a pretty cool thing to say. You are a young woman with compassion empathy, and a genuine interest in each person you interact with. You have a curious nature and an innate desire to understand people. I admire oh, you. I love you. I admire you greatly. Jacqueline and I have had many great conversations through the years, and she came to mind quickly when I thought of people to have on the podcast. All right, Jacqueline, let's get to know you a little bit better. Three words to describe yourself. Hmm. I would say funny. I definitely have a childlike personality. Um, that's not, um, and open. Mm, mm, mm. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. When you were a young girl, what did Mm -hmm. you want to be when you grew up? I think I always wanted to make people laugh and entertain. Okay. I always thought that was necessary. Necessary. Like, like you had it in yourself that it was necessary to come out or that you saw in the world that it was necessary for, for you to feel this need for people to laugh and be entertained. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Life is tough enough. It's beautiful, but we all need laughter. We need to be entertained. Amen. I'm on that page. Love it. Mm -hmm. The coolest thing you've ever been for Halloween? Mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. I love that costume, and I still have it. (laughs) That is so great. (laughs) That is great. Oh, that's perfect. Who would, I have a guess on this, but I'm not going to tell you my guess until you tell me your answer. Who would you want with you if you were stranded on a deserted island? Brody Jenner, obviously. I was going to go with Brad Pitt, but but I don't know what, but Brody Jenner, obviously. That's what I figured you'd say. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's great. He's so beautiful. 
<laughs> you don't think so? I didn't disagree at all. I think you two are perfect yeah. together, but isn't he already married? No, no, no. They divorced. They divorced. And him. it was never legal. Oh, so, so he's available. He's available. And I mean, the dream would be to just move to Malibu, marry Brody and, uh, you know, happily ever after. Okay. Yeah. All right. Do we know anybody so. that knows Brody so we could like make the introduction? So it's so funny because I used to kind of date one of his friends. So it's, it's, it's weird. I didn't openly totally know going into it and that I was not totally interested in the guy that. So it'd be weird now. And they're very close. I see him on the Instagram. <laughs> so, um, but so, yeah, I mean, no, we don't really know anyone to set it up. Oh. And I, then I would have dated one of his best friends. So it's pretty much ruined. There's well, no, like, I, I think that's not, that's not a non-starter that can be navigated. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll look into it. I have some time. Yes. Here. Yes, and we'll be we'll, we'll be getting to that. Okay. This yeah. one might be a little tricky, but two truths and a lie, and I'm going to try to guess the lie. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Let's see. Met Donald Trump. Met Bill Clinton. Met Michael Douglas. Hmm. Trump, Clinton, and Michael Douglas. I'm going to say you did not meet Bill Clinton. Final answer. Final answer. Uh, no, I did meet Bill Clinton. Ah. He came up to me and shook my hand. And all I could think about was Monica Lewinsky. It was, it's so bad. It's like <laughs> he was one of our presidents. I should be like, the president. I was like, Oh, yeah. You cheated on your wife. Um, did not meet Donald Trump. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No. And what about Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas met him. He came into a restaurant I was working at in L.A. Um, yeah. Nice guy. He ate alone. Oh. I always loved to to um, psychoanalyze them when they come in. <laughs> like a little... It's just so funny to me. Someone could be so famous and come into a restaurant alone and eat alone. Kathy Bates ate alone too, hmm. which I thought was interesting. That is. That is. Would you eat in a restaurant alone? I have. I definitely have. Um, if I was famous, I don't. Maybe. It doesn't totally bother me to eat alone. Going no. to a movie, I don't know if I could do that alone. I could do that alone. I have done that alone. No problem. I like. I think I've maybe done it once. You do. You do that to this day. I mean, I I haven't alone? lately, obviously, with all this. But if I want to go see a movie and it's not working out with whomever, then yeah, I'll just go. Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I could. I. I don't know if I could do it. Well, the only downside is then you don't really get that conversation afterward. Like, hey, what did you think of that? And Oh, and I have questions, too, because I'm not picking up everything. I have to drill the person after the movie. So, yeah, <laughs> that's, it wouldn't work. Well, when we went and saw Chappaquiddick, you didn't get to sit with us. You were, I think, in the yeah. first row or something. 
Right, right, right. But at least, we, I, at least we got to chat after. Yes, yes. And the last movie I saw with you. We always go to a good movie. Yes. I liked that movie too. What was that movie we saw? The, um, the title is like so bad. The Ben Affleck one, where he's in rehab. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The way home or the way back or something, something about going back or going home or, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. they they need a new title. It was too hard Uh, to remember. Yeah. Loved that movie, though. Yeah, that was good. good. That was good. All right. So I want to know, as a young woman, because I'm actually asking this to all women regardless of age, where do you find your worth, your sense of worth? Because we all have it, but where do you find yours? Hmm. I would say just I'm so fortunate that I have two parents that loved me. And I was hugged as a child, loved as a child. And, um, you know, constant praises as a child. And you, that's where you, I, I, I believe that's where I got it from. Great. So super strong foundation from your parents. Right. I was very lucky to have that. So that's where I think I get it from. Excellent. And well, probably a little bit. Well, I would say a lot of it uh, through just growing up in a Christian household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom just telling me, kind of just raising me, you know, this is, um, you just repeat respectful of your body and just how I feel like she would just tell me the things down the road, how it would affect you. And, um, and also there's, you know, she instilled fear in me too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I yeah, can see that. that. I can see that. <laughs> well, and that takes us to our next question. What is one of the wisest things anyone ever said to you? Mm, wisest. So I was thinking about this um, from your last episode. I would say, you know, it wouldn't be the wisest, but it was just something comforting when you're going through something or you think the problem is bigger than what it is and smile your breathing. Because no matter what you're going through, there's somebody else that could be sick and you're completely fine at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. It just things in perspective. So say uh, it again. Smile, you're breathing. Oh, I see. I see. My dad used to say it to me, like shut me up when I was little. But now <laughs> I feel like I think about that a lot. I can see your dad saying that. Yeah, exactly. That is a good one. Smile, you're breathing. Yeah, that's very good. That's that is actually is very wise mm-hmm. and practical. All right, what I makes didn't like it when I was younger? But I love I love it now. Right, isn't isn't that true? <laughs> so many things we hear our parents say when we're younger, and then when you're older, you realize, oh my gosh, that's actually true. That's actually right. right. What makes you laugh, Jacqueline? Mm, I love dry humor. I love. Um, just people being really, really authentic and self-deprecating humor. I love that. <laughs> love that. And how do you have fun? Um, 
being silly, being around close friends. Um, I just, I'm lucky that I have enough people that I'm very, very close with in my life. I have a lot of close best girlfriends. That is, that is so great. fortunate. Yeah. That makes a big difference to go through life with totally. close, good girlfriends. All right. Mm-hmm. Heading into sort of the topics that we discussed, you just are going to be hitting a milestone age here um, a month from today, actually. As oh my gosh. Is that true? That's that so is funny. true. A month from okay. today. Milestone uh-huh. birthday. And what, what milestone age are you reaching? I'm turning 30. (laughs) And how do you feel about that? I was thinking about that in the shower actually today. Um, How do I feel? I wonder if I'll have like um, a panic moment. I'm not so much and I don't think I'm feeling the panic moment. I, I think I've, I do have some gray hairs and that happened probably within this last year and I plucked them on the side just a couple so I was watching that and then I thought I saw a gray hair in my eyebrow but um I don't know if it was blonde or what so I'm I'm monitoring things um (laughs) I'm taking it in at least I got warning signs ahead of time before the day (laughs) so I still feel like a, a child though so I don't think I mean 30 is like, okay, you know, don't, you know, pay your bills. Don't have the lights go out. So I'm paying bills and, um, at least I'm doing that, but I can still be, you know, a child, have the playful child heart and still be who I am. Well, that's absolutely. And that's exactly what this is all about being who you are and not feeling like you have to apologize for it. I love that you mentioned the playful side because I think no matter what age you are, that is such an important part of life. And so I'm glad that you recognize that and embrace it and don't think because you're turning 30, you suddenly have to give that up. Don't ever give that up. I don't care what age you are. I mean, playful is so important. So important. And I will tell you as somebody who's already been through their 30s that I think the 30s are great. So I've heard that. I've, I've heard that. And I also have heard if you don't make it in your 30s, then you'll, you won't make it in your 40s. Oh, so I, my mom said that because I was like, oh, my gosh. Who is saying that? No, don't, don't mention names. My mom names. said that to me. Oh, okay. I don't agree yeah. with that. I, I have to say yeah. I don't agree with that because I'm sure we could Google people who, you know, Made it and whatever it, that right. whatever that even means. I mean, and what does that even mean? I mean, that's going to mean something different to every person. I mean, personal happiness, professional happiness. I mean, you know, yeah. I we could do a whole right. podcast just on that. I love right. that you still just feel yourself, and as somebody who's obviously older than you are, I still feel like a kid often. Like uh-huh. to, today, I was at the doctor's office. And I got, I, I have something wrong with my shoulder. So I go in and tell him something's wrong with my shoulder. I don't know what it is. He does all you know, the little measuring tests and everything. And he goes, well, you've got a frozen shoulder. I was like, oh, uh-huh. no, I can't believe it. I had seen him 
10 years ago for the other shoulder that was frozen. Yeah. So now we've got the new frozen shoulder. So uh-huh. he's like, you know, you're gonna have to ice it and rest and physical therapy. And I said, I want the shot. And he's like, Oh, right. okay, you want the shot. And I said, I want the shot. So uh-huh. they went and got me all organized for the shot. And the strangest thing happened after the shot within five minutes, I felt like I'd, I'd had a, a strong cocktail. Oh my gosh. And then I was just cracking up. Everything was funny. (laughs) I don't know what they thought of me after that, but you know, he's like, meet me at the computer and I go to the wrong computer because I mean, I've never been to that, that particular office before. And I'm like, I'm at the, I'm here. And she's like, no, that computer. And I walk over and he's like, yeah, this computer. I said, "I, I don't know which computer. And then when she's signing me out, I, I'm trying to like, you know, in my phone, put the next appointment in, but because I've had, and I'm right-handed because I've had the shot in the right shoulder, I kept missing, yes. missing the, the thing on the phone. I kept missing. Oh my God. And it was like, I was like high, but I mean, I wasn't. And so I'm like, oh, just what, wait. Was that morphine? No, no, it was a steroid shot. A steroid, oh just, just a steroid shot. And so I'm like, what time again? And Every time I went to press, I was off by like three inches to the left. I kept veering to the left. And she's like, do you think you're, do you think you can drive home? And I said, I think I can. And then I started to pick up some papers off her desk. She goes, oh, no, 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 no. Those aren't for you. (laughs) I thought it was, I thought it was my receipt. And then the other lady comes in. I know, I know. And I just laughed. I just was cracking up. And the x-ray tech says, I think you need some sugar. You do need some sugar? And I said, okay, I'll take some sugar. So they bring me a lollipop. I would die. They bring me a lollipop. I've never seen you drunk in my life. So that would be It was. And then I called called Ron and laughed. I said, I've got to talk to you all the way home. And I just laughed the entire time. Oh, my gosh. I know. I've never heard of that from like a cortisone or not cortisone. Yes. I mean, some sort of a steroid shot in my shoulder. Yeah. I'm going to have to Google it after this because I don't, Mm -hmm. I I do not understand. I've had many cortisone shots through the years, never had Mm -hmm. that kind of reaction, but it was pretty entertaining to me. I don't know what anyone else thought. I didn't care. I just knew that I was amusing myself. And uh-huh. I, I had to make three appointments. So can you imagine how long that took? Because I every time I had to press a button, I kept missing, missing uh-huh. by three or four inches. It oh was, um, it was, and then I would just start cracking up. Keep me posted on uh, <laughs> the your Google search. The yes, never yes. heard of that. I've never, and I've had them before, and I've never heard of it either. Okay. I had so much fun at the doctor's office. That's all I can right. say. He was cracking jokes. I was cracking jokes. I mean, I had the best time. I can't wait to go back. Okay. I can't wait yeah. to go back. All right. So getting back to you, milestone age 30. Well, first of all, we're in this strange sequestered time. What are you going to do for your 30th? I mean, it's going to look different this birthday than it might another birthday. Any kind of thoughts? I mean, you can have a, like a drive-by parade. <laughs> gonna uh, yeah, no one has to do the drive but I've, I've seen those I don't really feel like standing out in front of my driveway thank you um, and then 
I didn't picture that either. I didn't picture you. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a wash. It's not, I, nothing's happening. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I think everyone's going to have their own celebrations later on and, and that's okay. Yeah. So just, just uh, table it for now and, and do it later. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't count, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Maybe. next time we come up, we will have a Mm -hmm. celebration. Okay. We'll have a good celebration. All right. So being almost 30 and, Mm -hmm. and all that goes with that, you have mixed feelings. It sounds like, and some people are telling you how great it is. I mean, it's definitely its own little milestone. Mm -hmm. And you're, you've come to be okay with it. I I looked forward to turning 30. I don't know. I can't explain why it just, it felt more official. Like, I'm a, you know, it's felt more adult like than being in my twenties. How, okay. I I know that you're single and obviously because you made reference to wanting to marry Brody Jenner. So you probably Mm -hmm. wouldn't say that if you were already married, perhaps you did, but maybe not. (laughs) So social media, how, how does somebody, how do you meet anybody anymore? Are, Are you thinking or have you, experimented with you know some of the different stuff or i mean you know how how do you meet people when you get to be this age and maybe you're not in a i know i know that um uh the work you had we can talk about that in a minute you're currently furloughed so it's not like you're even out in the workforce right right so to piggyback on the first thing with age I cried right before my 21st birthday. I did not want to turn 21. I didn't want anything. I wanted to have nothing to do with turning 21. I was like, after that, then it's, you know, I'm really getting old. So I think I've come a long way. I'm not about to cry turning 30. (laughs) I do have girlfriends that call me though, and they cry and we talk about it. But, um, so, and then, so at least I'm not crying yet. And then as far as dating, oh, so I got on Bumble and I had that probably a couple of years ago and I did it for a little bit and then I didn't like the conversations. And I also always wanted to meet somebody the old fashioned way, you know, like a damsel in distress, like, oh, you know, my high heel got caught in the street and a car's <laughs> gonna come run me over and then, you know, Prince Charming pulls me out of the street. Like right. that was always the goal, not through my cell phone. Um, so anyway, I dabbled into Bumble and then I found out from one of my guy friends because I know somebody on there and I liked him because he's beautiful. I'd love to say his name, but I can't. That's okay. So he is beautiful and uh, we've met before and he's from this area and I was in LA and he was in San Diego Anyway, so what happens is, first of all, they want me to pay to get a better um, profile or like to actually have the right matches and have them, the mat, every time you do like somebody, it doesn't necessarily go to them. Oh. It, it has certain different, the way they do it, that's how they pull you in. And um, anyway, I was ta- so I was talking to my girlfriend and I go, 
I liked him twice and now nothing has happened. How do I see him? I saw him twice on there. Cause you swipe, 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 you know, a million people go by. Anyway, he happened to show up twice and he goes, Oh, he probably never got the first one. Mm. And my buddy pays the, the membership for he's paying. I think he might be paying $20 a month now. Um, actually it's more because I saw the one that was $10 a week to be really noticed. Anyway, so no, it's not going well. <laughs> so there are different tiers on this particular site where the, the more you pay, the more featured you could be. Right. And, it, and it's exactly like um, the match. Because I could unlock. It shows a heart of X amount of people have liked you, but you're not going to get them all. To unlock to get them all, you have to pay. Oh, so, boy. So it's not as, anyway, and I have other bills, so I'm not going to do it. Right. Okay. So he may or may not ever have been able to see that you swiped on his picture. That's what I'm hearing. Okay. And I, I, he's beautiful and I hope that he does one day. I also have a number too, but God forbid I, you know, suck up the pride and text him. But he's what, he's one of the ones that like, you know, he never probably really did like me. You know what I mean? So that is appealing to me. Somebody that, you know, I don't want it to come that easy. Oh, interesting. You want to be pursued and you want to do a little pursuing. Right. Like, don't text me back and then I'll fall in love with you. <laughs> the old hard to hard to get routine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you, sure at least you know that about yourself. That's... That's right. Good. Yeah. Yeah. There's something wrong, I'm sure. And I'm getting older, so I should look into that, look inward. But we're we're talking about it. No, so. we're being real. This is, That's what this is about. It's being real. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that right now is just like everything else right now. It's just kind of on hold. Yeah. And it's so boring to... Um, be on your phone and scroll and you really have to keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And there's only so many people that look almost like Brody Jenner. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But I will say how Marin County, the demographic here is older people. However, many people have come to quarantine with their families because they want to be in bigger homes and and so I'm seeing a lot of uh, attractive young males running in the streets there you go is running and exercising so going on a little drive is nice okay there you go now um, do you run yourself is that something you could just you know kind of sidle up next to somebody <laughs> um I'm not like the best runner though I'm really not I'll do it for like the endorphins, but I'm more of a hiker yeah. and a walker. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Well, we'll keep our lookout in the, the canyons for some Please uh, do. eligible. I'm open and just always just give out my number and do the whole thing. Okay. All right. I'm very open. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. All right. So now heading into, again, this milestone age and... You recently were furloughed from a job. 
you you went to college, you made it through, you got that degree, and I think we were talking about this, that what a bummer that getting a college degree doesn't even guarantee you a job or, or much less a career. Oh, 100%, totally. And I've learned that the hard way. Um, so now, I mean, it gives me time to think about what I actually want to do, which I don't know. That's the hard part, isn't it? Um, mm-hmm. So, and it things are going to look different. It's all, I mean, eventually this will all, Yeah. I mean, there'll be a vaccine and it'll work itself out. Um, but yeah, so the job market's going to look different coming out of this. So anyway, um, what was the question? Well, we were talking about how you're not really in your dream job Uh right now. And, and you have time to think about what you'd like to do. And you were saying you, you don't really have a thing. And, And I would, I would encourage you to say, I would encourage you by saying head in a direction not mm-hmm. not the direction because it might not be the direction you might head down a direction and go oh well, i i now want to turn right or i'm going to turn left i think there's too much pressure for it to be the thing cuz you know mm-hmm. in my own life i've had what i would consider three completely different careers and mm-hmm. they were a little bit related and a little bit unrelated so you know it's not like one th- there's like a one thing Mm-hmm. You just head right. in a direction that you find interesting, you feel some kind of drive and passion for, and then go from there. You you would be good totally at so many things. So many oh, things. Oh, my thank gosh. You. So many things. I know. It's just like I, I really have to do – I have to spend some time on uh, how I'm going to uh, – kind of work my way out of the job. Well, I guess I don't have a job now. The, um, the next step. And I have to think long and hard. Um, so that's on the to-do list. I've got to think about that. Well, that's a good to-do. That's a good to-do. And I would imagine now there are all kinds of, through Googling, all kinds of like self-inventories and surveys, questionnaires that, one could take to kind of help narrow down mm-hmm. very general categories. Oh, I've taken all the tests. Okay. I've taken all You've taken them all. And what do they People come up? still send me tests and I go, oh, I've taken, I've taken that. Um, what does it come up? Like the, uh, the tests for what, what um, I should be, you know, job market I should be in or yeah kind of the general industries of of what you would be suited for based on these tests that you've taken I saw one that was I was sitting in the counseling office not wanting to take the test I get the test results and it says you should be a counselor at this college and I was like I don't want to be here and I don't want to be, (laughs) I don't want to be in this office and I don't want this job. So it was, that was funny. Um, I have to go back and look. Well, no, I just wondered if you're in doubt too. Cause I, you know, I, you, we do have all these interests as human beings and then you go, Oh, is that really what 
I want to do forever. So I guess, I guess. Well, I think you need to take this. I'll look into it. Yeah, take take the forever part out. Take the forever mm-hmm. part out because right. I think that's way too much pressure, way too much mm-hmm. pressure. And I think you're right. You might test being very good at something, but then you also have to be interested in something. So there's two things that need to kind of go together to be able to move forward. Right. I think I think it's right. actually exciting to uh, be at that kind of crossroads of, oh, I I don't know which way I'm going to go, but there are so many possibilities. I, I view that as very exciting. Okay, I'll get excited about it. <laughs> I mean, everything in hindsight always looks, um, you know, in hindsight things look better. So, okay, I'll get excited. I think I think it's I'm really excited. exciting. Yeah, it's super exciting. Yeah, your passion, all of that. Yeah, it's good. Let me think about it. Yeah, okay. so I'm you gonna got, think about it, and I'm gonna get excited. I'm excited. Yeah, it's like an adventure. Like, what does the next chapter hold? It's an adventure. Uh huh. I wish I was doing the adventure earlier, but that's okay. No, you've had other adventures that have led you to this adventure. Right. Right. I have to think like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's. I think it's wonderful. Okay. 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 I'm open. I'm open. There you go. And that's the other really good part, too. Mm-hmm. All right. So is there anything that we haven't covered that you would like to cover? Hmm. Oh, I'm I'm open. I'm an open book. How about you? I've, I've we've kind of covered the things that we talked about covering. But if I felt I wanted to offer that if there was something that we didn't quite get to or something that came up during our conversation that uh, I give you the opportunity to do that. Okay. I'm going to ask you this question. Sure. Then Um, we both believe in God. Mm -hmm. Tell me, how would you explain this to somebody who doesn't believe in God? All these people have died. What's the meaning? This is a tough question. What's, okay. What's the, right. what's the meaning of all of this and why Why did this happen? All right. Okay. So I, I'm, I'm speaking. No, no politics. Yeah, yeah. No politics. I'll be speaking for myself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, because I would never have the audacity to think that I'm speaking, you know, for God or, you know, totally. whoever, no, whoever, whoever your higher power is. I would right. say based on my own beliefs that we do live in a world that is imperfect. Mm -hmm. It is not the way it's supposed to be. And Mm -hmm. there are things that because of that are natural consequences that happen. Sickness, disease, natural disasters, hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes. That's all part of living in an imperfect world. So while I believe that, of course, God knew this was going to happen, Mm -hmm. he allowed it to happen. He's Mm -hmm. not happy that it happened. In fact, Mm -hmm. I think he's heartbroken that so many people are dying and it's as serious as it is. But for me, there is a huge difference between God caused this to happen, which I do not believe, And God Mm -hmm. allowed it to happen. Allowing 
it for me just means because God knows all and sees all, he knew this was going to happen. It's not like, oh, it's a surprise. He knows. Uh -huh. He knew, he knows, just like he knows how it's, you know, what's going to happen for you in five years and 10 years and on and on. He knows all that. But what I, uh -huh. what I do know in the allowing of this to happen, again, natural, a natural result of an imperfect world, right. he will cause good to come from it because mm -hmm. he can't, he can't not do that because of his nature. He is good. Mm -hmm. And because he's right. good, he will right and left and all over the place. You, I mean, you start looking and you will see it. All, uh -huh. all the good, the people that are reaching out to neighbors, the people that are donating masks, the people that are making masks, the, the people that are just doing all kinds of, of loving acts and sacrificial acts for other people because they can, they want to, they get to, that's some good that's coming from this. Right. So it's not, we're not, it's not supposed to be perfect here. It's not supposed to be great here. We have moments of that and that's wonderful. We have moments of happiness. We have many blessings and we have lots of challenges. There is pain, there is suffering. And this is this mm -hmm. is one of the things that is happening in our lifetime. Mm -hmm. So um, you know, he didn't cause it. He didn't cause it. It's not like any big conspiracy or you know, it, it just sickness and disease are here. Cancer, you know, alcoholism, right. addiction. I mean, mental health issues. I mean, all these uh -huh. things touch our family, our close friends or people that we know in some way. And there's no, right. there's no escaping it. There's no getting around that because it's not supposed to be perfect here. So right. I don't know if that really answers your question, but that I accept that he knows about this. I accept that he allowed it, but I also accept that he will cause good to come from it. And that he's as heartbroken as we are. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, the way you said imperfect world, I mean, that, that hit for me. Because that, it's very true. It's like, we're not, this is not La La Land. This is an imperfect world. I love how you explained that. Oh, good. Good. I loved that. Good. And that he's heartbroken. Yeah, he's completely heartbroken. He's devastated. All the people that are dying by themselves because their loved ones can't be there to hold their hands in their final breaths. Oh, uh, I could not. I cannot read any more of those. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. They're way too heavy. So heavy. It's so I, so painful. Yeah. So painful. Oh, my God. I and, can't even imagine. Yeah, and the, the nurses and doctors and all the medical care workers – janitorial workers who work in hospitals that basically take their lives in their hands every day they go to work so that, mm -hmm. you know, that we will be safe as safe as right. we can, as safe as we can be. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it, it's hard to imagine that there will be anything else like this in our lifetime. I mean, this, this is mm -hmm. big, this is big, 
But I will also tell you that I don't, well, I have peace about this. I, I'm not going to sit here and say, well, I'm not going to get it because I have no idea if I will get it or if I won't get it. But I'm doing what I'm being told to do about the hand washing and the, the masks, masks on the face and staying at home and only going for walks. And I'm doing all the things. But I, I have to say that I find it very disheartening when I am out there and I see so many people not doing what we've been asked to do. It really? Is what are they just, doing? Like Ron and I thought, okay, the beaches are open as long as you don't like plant a oh, chair. Right. Like you can take a walk. And the, the signs say- everyone love going to the beach? Like I don't remember everyone loved, loving to go to the beach. They just didn't, wanted to go because they couldn't go. Maybe. But the signs say, you know, keep moving, keep moving due to COVID. Right. And that makes perfect sense. So Ron and I are there uh -huh. with our masks on and we're trying to stay six feet away from everybody. I don't think 80%, 90% of the people on that beach got that memo because they're <laughs> less than six feet away. They don't have masks on. And I just, I, I almost want to pull them. I want to say. Shame them. Shame well, <laughs> I, I want to, I want, I would start with a poll. I would say it, it seems to me that you must not know anybody that's a medical worker that's on the front lines mm -hmm. with this. You must not have lost a loved one to this. You know, I would start with right. those kind of questions because uh -huh. it seems to me anybody who can answer, yes, my father's a doctor or yes, my mother is a doctor or whatever, or I, I just lost my grandma to this. Mm -hmm. How, how, how on earth can you not put a flipping mask on your face when you're going to be closer than six feet to somebody? It, we, my right. mom and I, my mom is 81. We, I take her on a walk every morning. We walk by people all the time and I have to kind of like grab her and then we go walk out in the street because it's like, Really? Really? Mm -hmm. And then I've been noticing some posts on Facebook that say, hey, I'm not just wearing my mask for me. I'm wearing it for you because I oh, could really? be I could well, be yeah, a carrier. I, I could be asymptomatic and you could get it if I sneeze or whatever. So it's like, come on, this is such a small thing. Why? 100%. Yeah, just I, wear the mask, wash your hands do the things. I had a girlfriend. So we have had people social distance in our backyard. Okay. And I, I have one of those very stubborn friends, you know, that's, that's, I'll leave it at that. She came over and, um, my girlfriend's, one of my girlfriends has really bad anxiety. No one's coming into the house. Obviously we're not, we can social distance in the backyard. It's sunny. We're six feet apart. And I respect that my girlfriend has really bad anxiety and I don't want to get it. Right. And I had a girlfriend uh, come into the house to get a cup. I go, you, you got to get out. You got to get out, 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 <laughs> out. And I have, she got ticked off. I'm like, no, I don't even be mad at me. Whatever you want out of the house. No way. Too harsh. No, no, absolutely. She not. did it twice. And, um, I think she had a couple of wines in her and just, but 
just the stubborn people like that, I can't, I can't hang with it. So she has not been over since we had both my girlfriends here were very pissed off. Well, it's understandable so. because it, it, it's a very selfish act. You know, it's mm-hmm. one thing if it didn't affect everybody else, but the, you know, fine, go be selfish. But if you're a carrier and you don't know it, and then you cough a little or sneeze a little or whatever, and then I get it because you didn't mm-hmm. feel like wearing a mask, that's not okay. I know. I know. It's wild. It's wild. Yeah, it it's- is. It was a total tangent, but this just happened last night. I was just, Oh, so aggravated. Mm-hmm. So aggravated. But I, I, I started this whole thing by saying, you know, I do have, <laughs> I started by saying I have peace and then I quickly went into yeah, aggravation. I but I, I mean, in general yeah. terms, I have peace because I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And um, I'm, that's all I can do. I'm not going to sit in a corner and wring my hands and worry, worry, worry. That just does not, that's not going to get anybody anywhere. So I do do the things. I have peace, and um, you know, hopefully, this is soon going to be over, either with a vaccine or it's going to die out or whatever, whatever it can do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we should certainly hope that soon. Yes, I agree. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah, I didn't. Well, I I know I didn't want to. Weren't we not supposed to totally go into this because it's going to bore people? Not at all. There's no. There is oh. no. No, well, we weren't going to talk about shelter in place because, like, that's no. the new normal. That's right? fine. That's that's. I had to learn this whole other thing for the podcast because of shelter in place. I, mm-hmm. I, I had this other chair right next to me that's empty that you would be sitting in with your own mic, and we'd be face to face. Yeah, but okay, no. Well, that'll happen one day. Yeah, that will happen. happen. Yeah. Okay, so are there any other topics that you feel like we didn't cover? Any other questions you have? No, I just really wanted to ask you that. <laughs> okay. And here's the, I think I'm good. Here's the good news. Mm-hmm. I want you to be a regular contributor. No, <gasps> I love that. Yes. You know, I always wanted, you know, the Julia Roberts, Meryl Streep acting career, and this could be a stepping stone. There you go. You know, there, there you go. There are wilder things that have happened. That's so true. Where, where there's a virus going on, you know. This could be it. Yeah, that's so true. So, yes. So start thinking about new topics for the next go round and we'll have you be a regular contributor. You can you can even do little uh, assignments like, uh, you know, roving reporter on the on the scene that can report on something that you find interesting and compelling. I'm going to think about that. I know you are. And I'm glad That's that's your assignment. Okay, my dear, I love you fiercely and forever. I love you. This was very fun. I was, I was nervous, a kind of. No, you did great. I had to, I had to have my girlfriend set the, the Skype. I haven't used Skype in like so many years, so I forgot the passcode, but this was so fun. Yeah, you did great. So are we hanging, we're hanging up? We're going to hang up, and then tomorrow okay. I'll start editing, and once I have it all ready for you, I will let you know. Okay. I love you. We'll talk soon. I love you too. Sounds great. Okay. All right. Bye, Jack. Have you been fortunate enough to watch someone grow up? Or this might be at a particular age. It might have been a certain stage. 
possibly both, really is a joy and a delight to watch the rose unfold and blossom. To be a witness is a beautiful, sacred privilege. It has been so with Jacqueline. I eagerly await her next chapter and want to be there to cheer her on, to encourage, to support. I hope you are doing the same for the other women in your life. We need each other. Thanks for spending some time with Unabashed You. Come be part of the conversation at unabashedyou.com, which is the website with lots more thoughts and pictures and quotes. Or you can email us at unabashedyou at gmail.com. You bless us all by being encouragement and support for the women in your life. Hey, in that last episode with Taylor, I forgot the blessing. I'm not going to do that today. Thank you to my guest, Jacqueline, and in honor of you and granddaddy, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. Today, ladies, be unabashed. Be you.